Day 220, day 233, since Joe promised he'd never abandon Americans behind enemy lines. Um, I've been watching some of the hearings. Um, I just, I, I have a sense of realism. Many of you might not like what I'm going to say, but it seems to be a fait accompli. I, I don't see a single Democrat not voting for Joe Biden's um, Supreme Court nominee, Katanji Brown-Jackson. And all of the issues that have been brought up by Republicans are, are extraordinarily powerful. Um, it got started yesterday by Marsha Blackburn. And, you know, she wrote, well, every, every judge has a personal hidden agenda. Now, imagine for a second if any Republican appointed Supreme Court nominee had said that, oh, yeah, every judge has a personal hidden agenda. And that, you know, influences how they decide cases. So Blackburn stated, well, I can only wonder what's your hidden agenda. And then she went to the speech that had been given at the University of Michigan. We'll have more about uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson and her background and how these hearings are going later in the program. Um, But anyway, you know, for example, you know, is it to let violent criminals go free and be soft on criminals? Is it, you know, cop killers even? Uh, the issue that Josh Hawley brought up about child predators and child porn and not following the minimum sentence guidelines uh, on on sentencing. Uh, is it to restrict parental rights and expand government's reach into our schools and and our private family decisions? Is it to support the radical left's attempt to pack the Supreme Court? She wouldn't answer that question. Um, then in this speech in Michigan, University of Michigan, You know, you praise the 1619 project that argues that the U.S. is a fundamentally racist country and have made clear that you believe judges must consider critical race theory when deciding how to sentence criminal defendants. Is is that your personal hidden agenda to incorporate critical race theory into our legal system? You know, these these are, you know, answers that the American people need to know. Um. You know, they want clarification on these issues. Now, I can tell you right now what what happens in these things, and both sides do it, so I'm not playing games here. Um, She is clearly well-rehearsed and is saying everything that you would expect a Supreme Court nominee to say. Um, She believes in in precedent, for example, and it goes on from there. Um, She told Chuck Grassley she's not willing to give her view on on court packing. Uh, it's a policy issue for Congress. Um, I think she should give an answer to that question. Um, she brought up, I have reason to believe the Supreme Court, uh, I have no reason to believe the Supreme Court has been bought by dark money. There's numerous reports that a lot of money has gone into funding this campaign for Joe Biden to pick her, uh, but that's not uncommon either. Um, she defended her representation of Gitmo detainees. Uh, she said the Second Amendment is a fundamental right. Didn't get much detail on how far she goes with that. Um, she also said nothing could be further from the truth that my sentencing is light in child porn cases. That was Josh Hawley's uh, comments that it was a, a pattern that in terms of child pornography cases, that she gave less than what is the recommended minimum sentencing guidelines. Um, She agreed with Lindsey Graham that we're still at war with radical Islam. 
Um, on abortion, she said cases like Roe are settled law. It may not be the case by the end of this session. We'll find out. Uh, she told Dick Durbin she agrees with Amy Coney Barrett's answer on core packing. And Lindsey Graham uh, tells uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson how Justice Barrett's faith was used to attack her. Um, so anyway, we'll get into more of that in the beginning. Do I think that there are going to be Republicans that cross over? Likely. You know, the things that I look for in a Supreme Court justice is somebody that believes in separation of powers and co-equal branches of government, and that looks to our Constitution, not as an evolving document, but originalism and constitutionalism. And it's, it's sad, but there's such a double standard the way that Democrats treat Republican nominees to the Supreme Court and the way Republicans treat Democratic nominees to the Supreme Court. Because I can guarantee you that Joe Biden's selection here is not going to get the Robert Bork treatment like, like he got with Ted Kennedy. Uh, then She's not going to get the treatment that Clarence Thomas got. She's not going to get the treatment that Justice Kavanaugh got. And you see where the double standard goes here. By the way, we were saying nice things about Joe Rogan yesterday. Do you know what he said? Then he said today, did you see this? He defended Linda, the deep state. Do you know how effed we'd be without them? And he talks about people that talk about the deep state as, you know, one of the things that the tinfoil hat brigade likes to talk about is the deep state. They're always talking about the deep state. No, we're talking about those that abuse power. Like, for example, would lie on a FISA application where it says that they have affirmed something is true uh, and it turns out to be a political document bought and paid for by one political candidate and used to spy on an innocent American citizen. In the case of the FISA applications against Carter Page, it was a backdoor into all things Trump world, the Trump candidate in 2016, the Trump transition team in 2016 and 17, and then Donald Trump's presidency, even when they knew that they were lying to the FISA court, that we look at the abuse of power and corruption. So I was a little surprised he said that, but it's very whatever. possible that he just had a new strain of marijuana. You know, he's a big pothead. He's a, he Might loves weed. His yeah. train of thought, you know, I don't get that, but cause he's into MMA, you gotta be into health. And, um, that doesn't make sense to me, but what, you know, that's his choice in life. Like I look yeah, at a guy, gross. a great innovator like Elon Musk and he goes on Rogan's podcast and he's smoking weed in the middle of the interview. I, I, I just have such an aversion to all drugs that I can't even describe in detail my passion. I mean, we've talked a lot about the fentanyl crisis. You know that now even putting fentanyl in weed? Did you know that? Oh, yeah. That's been going on for years. Yeah. I didn't know There's that There's an abundance of it recently. at the border. It's out of control. Okay. Well, fentanyl, if you have the size of three grains of salt of fentanyl, it can, it can kill a 250-pound man. And then they're making grain. pills to look like they're phony pills, but they're made to look like either painkillers, I guess, you know, Vicodin, Percocet, Oxycontin, whatever. Oh, they lace it on everything. I they mean, one of the to... biggest problems is on Adderall. It's on Adderall all the time. And there's a lot of college kids using that. Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. Um, and they even put it on something like a Xanax that you would buy on the street. Yep. Why anyone would buy a Xanax on the street? Don't, you know, you just go tell your doctor, I have anxiety. They'll, they'll write you a script for Xanax. It's not that hard to get, right? I mean, um, it really isn't, but I mean, a lot of this is just a culture, you know, everybody thinks it's just easier to get it on the street. 
Yeah. Uh, we've got the latest on uh, Biden and Kamala Harris. N- none of this is good. And all of it now, we're, we're now at the getting towards the end of March here. We're now heading into the midterm election season. Congress is going to do their business, go on their summer vacation, and then come back after Labor Day, and it's going to be full on. Republicans, if they don't blow it, can save the country, and you, the American people, can save the country. One thing I'm watching very closely, and everybody in this audience needs to pay attention to it, is, okay, we see the rise in COVID cases in Europe, and now we're getting reports that is showing up yeah, and rising every day, especially in, in places like the Northeast. And I'm wondering if they're going to put in place the same COVID lockdown standards uh, by the time November comes around. And that would mean, oh, are they going to make accommodations for the laws that mandate that partisan observers get to watch the vote count from start to finish? Or are they going to put them a thousand feet away or a hundred feet away or 20 feet away or six feet away where they can't see a thing? Because now is the time to make sure your state legislators put in provisions that guarantee that partisan observers get to watch the vote count up close and personal from start to finish. I think that has got to be mandatory. We can't just ignore laws like we did in 2020, ignore the Constitution of Pennsylvania and and places like Wisconsin. We can't do that anymore. You need integrity in elections and you need confidence in the results. Biden's approval rating among independents now is at a low of 24 percent just came out today. Fifty five percent disapproving of Biden's performance overall. I don't know who the other 45 percent are by a two to one margin. Voters say they are worse off since Biden became president. I don't know anyone that's better off. Um, It's 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 pretty interesting. You had one teacher in a private school of preschoolers in an anti Biden chant. Now, we brought you hundreds of reports in in recent years many complete with audio and some with video showing left-wing teachers trashing Trump or browbeating a kid for wearing a MAGA hat or sending him home or suspending him, whatever they do, or merely expressing a pro-Trump opinion. I don't know whether to be happy or to have to stick up for Joe because uh, apparently he's now getting equal treatment in an L.A. private school completely different situation since your tax dollars aren't paying for any of the political uh, opinions. Why are we bringing preschoolers into politics? Can we just let them be kids and run around? You know, I, I, I just leave the kids alone for a while. Let them have a childhood. Just like this idea of, you know, ugh, got to insist that children from one, grades one through three learn sex education. No, we don't. Let them have a childhood. There's plenty of time for adulthood later in life. Um, Biden made this statement. Now, if this is what the new world order that he's talking about is, I just want you to hear it. And then I want you to think about it because I have a lot to say about it. Listen, you know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy, not just the world economy in the world occurs every three or four generations. As one of as the uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order and 
that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people dying, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're gonna, there's gonna be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. There's going to be a new world order. Now think about the context of the timing of this. He's sending emissaries to Venezuela to beg them to maybe lift sanctions off this murdering thug dictator so we can import oil from Venezuela. He's begging OPEC, and they keep rejecting him because they're furious with him because of this deal he's making with Iran. Uh, So they're not going to listen to Joe Biden. And then he's negotiating or letting Russia broker, broker, along with China, the deal with the Iranians that would give them tens of billions of dollars in cash, make them rich, that would maybe even allow the Iranian Revolutionary Guard to be taken off the no-fly list so they can come to America. They're the worst terrorists in Iran. And maybe allow Vladimir Putin to build a nuclear facility worth $10 billion just so Joe can import oil from Iran. Is that the new world order? You know, and Canada's screaming, Joe, we've got all the oil you need. What do you need, Joe? It's unbelievable. These are unbelievable times. Is that what he means by there's going to be a new world order? What, we're going to allow Russia, China, and Iran to rule the world? God help the world. Hey, you know I love my friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Such a great, great company. Um, they have a tribute, a line of tribute rifles to honor those who serve our great nation, including active military, veterans, law enforcement, sheriffs, firefighters, EMS, uh, our great American farmers and truckers and oilmen and so many more. Now, these tribute rifles are are embellished with high-end engraving and artwork. I, I have one. I put it in a case. It's in my studio right here where I am in my office, and I've never seen like this in a firearm before. Truly collector's editions that you can proudly display on your wall or give away as a gift. They're all made in America or not made at all. It's a, a family-owned business of real patriots. You get a lifetime warranty. I just can't say enough good about HenryUSA.com, Henry Repeating Arms. Now, if you go to their website, HenryUSA.com, they'll give you a free catalog, free decals, a list of dealers where you are. That's HenryUSA.com, free catalog, decals, and a list of dealers where you live. You're going to love your Henry. I love all of my Henrys.